Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to 929, the weekly podcast that serves you some Monday morning inspiration and advice to help you win the week ahead. I'm your host, Ishan Akbar, and 929 is a podcast from Fiverr, the digital freelance marketplace. We're only nine minutes and 29 seconds long, so please make sure you listen all the way to the end, as I've got an offer from Fiverr that could make your week just that bit better. Today, I'm talking to Pip Murray, the founder of Pip and Nut. Pip and Nut is an award-winning, all-natural nut butter brand. Pip's love for peanut butter drove her to start creating recipes in her kitchen, which led her to setting up the brand. But it's her love for learning that has kept her excelling in the business. For me, it's super important to never stop learning because I think it's important to always be trying to stretch yourself or build upon the knowledge you already have because you never really know what you can achieve as an individual until you've really put yourself out there um, and, and go for it. So I think learning helps facilitate that journey. How will Pip's enthusiasm for learning impact your week? Let's get stuck in with Pip. So having never ventured into business, having never made peanut butter before, you start doing it Mm -hmm. and you manage to raise kind of 120 grand in nine days on Crowdcube. How did you kickstart that process and and hit that target, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess by the time, that was a kind of pre-revenue round. So at the time I hadn't necessarily launched the brand, but I'd got it to a place where I'd found and and figured out how to scale up the product I'd I'd kind of developed the recipes tested them packaging was ready to go branding was all done so I was kind of at the point of right I need to just go but I need some money to just get the first production done and some money for the first year of business and uh, to be honest I actually went to loads of angel investors and I couldn't find anyone that would fund it I couldn't find one person that would give me the full 100 120 grand that I was looking for to get out the door and so it was kind of my last attempt, um, which doesn't sound particularly positive, but it was my mm. last attempt, basically. And I thought, you know what, I can't find someone to give me the full whack, but maybe I can find 10 people to give me, you know, a, fra- a proportion of it. And that's really was my approach. I thought crowdfunding for me was somebody that wasn't in business, didn't necessarily track record, actually would actually be perhaps an easier way to kind of get out the door. So I literally started speaking to friends and family, anyone that I knew might have a bit of spare change in their pocket and um, started working on the pitch deck. So, yeah, it was, a. I guess, with any crowdfunding, it funds within seven days, but you're doing quite a lot of pre-work beforehand, getting everyone lined up that you think might want to put some money in. And once you've got a certain amount of you know, normally they say about 40%. Once you've got 40% of your fund funding sort of filled by people that you know, the crowd then sort of takes over on those platforms. And that's kind of what I did. Was there a common thread amongst potential investors in terms of why they weren't willing to throw money at this? I, I honestly think, I mean, like, because it was so early stages, I hadn't even sold anything I honestly think it was partially down to me. And I do think that that's when you do your first funding round, 
it's always on the entrepreneur, really. It's like, how much do people back you? And it's not to say that I wasn't credible. I just think I was probably a bit of a risk. I'd never done it before. And I didn't necessarily have like a previous business that I could say, look, I've done this before. Look, I can do it again. So I think people really bought into the product. They could see that the brand and the kind of product itself was on trends and there was a gap. But I think it was more that actually they... There's a hundred grand is a lot of money, really. So mm. um, I think that at that stage, I'd not proven myself or the business enough to show that inv- someone was willing to put that amount in. With everything going so, so brilliantly for Pippa Nut at the moment, is there any risk of you not learning things or do you keep on learning? Is it possible to keep on learning? And how do you keep on top of that? I definitely think there are moments, I think most founders, entrepreneurs will feel moments where your energy dips or you feel frustrated or you just feel a little bit like lost and I find that's often when I've kind of either got a bit stuck in the trenches and I and I'm not really learning anything new and I think that's is something which I've learned to kind of make sure that for me at least it's a really important thing that I'm I'm sort of in embedding in my weeks or months that I've got projects that I feel like I'm stretched Mm. so I think if I'm ever not feeling that way it's also partially because maybe the business isn't pushing hard enough because really Mm. every kind of step of the business which is also why I enjoy running a company is that you know our first year was a team of three of us it was really scrappy and we were rolling up the the sleeves and everything was brand new whereas now it's a bigger company and actually a lot of my job is leading a team and really kind of figuring out how to make a company really sort of scale and thrive at at a bigger scale and so that brings a whole new set of like tools and learning that I've got so yeah if it ever does slow down then I think that's probably the moment where I probably shouldn't be here anymore because I I really enjoy that kind of learning but I think every step of the way you learn something different and I think that's really powerful and really sometimes you only realize that when you kind of look back and you think oh okay yeah I definitely figured out something then kind of worked through challenges that we had um, and in a better place now. We have a lot of listeners of the podcast who are at various different stages of setting up their own business or maybe work in an organisation and are thinking of setting up their own business. What's the best thing or what are the best things you think someone can do if they've got a business idea and they want to action it? Because often that first step is the hardest, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think getting an idea out of your head and starting and moving with it as soon as you possibly can is ups your chances of actually doing the business because I think you end up convincing yourself if you think sit on it too long that you actually don't really think it's a very good idea so I guess my my personal opinion is that you've got to if, if you can try and get out what a tech company would say is a minimal viable product um, food and drink that's probably just making it in your kitchen and for me it's a bit um it's a weird one because when I started making up products in my kitchen and selling them at markets when I first started, I was a bit embarrassed. I was like, you know, this isn't really the brand that I had in mind. Like, I, I don't really want to be making this like every job, filling it up with my spoon and stuff. Like, it it felt a bit basic. But actually, I, I do think it was like a really significant moment for me to be able to actually dip my toe without taking all the risk of a fully scaled manufacturing supply chain but really just like gave me some confidence to get going and gave me some feedback and I could work on the recipes and at a micro level start to see figure out to myself did I want to commit my next indefinite amount of time to this product and brand so I think really getting out of your head is really important. What would you want people to learn from the success of Pippin Nut and where you've got to now? I think I'd want people to learn that 
this might sound bad, but that like average people can create brilliant businesses. And Mm. I think sometimes there's this like mystique around entrepreneurs or business owners that you're like this, you know, unicorn or something. But actually, it's not that complicated. There are lots of different styles of leadership and business owners. And that if you have a little bit of a spark of like an idea that you have the capability and ability to do it as good as anyone else. I don't know. I sometimes get a bit fed up with the idea that entrepreneurs are put on a bit of a pedestal. And I think it puts off a lot of people who actually I think could be brilliant business business owners and create brilliant products and brilliant innovation. Let's talk peanut butter then. What is What has been your favourite combination that you've come up with? So I think... We've actually got a product coming out in April, which I think is my favourite. And it's a collab with one of my favourite brands. It's a limited edition, which I'm not going to say what it is, okay, but okay. Um, you'll you'll see it drop in April. And it is, I think, one of the tastiest products we've made. Pip, thank you so much for talking to us on 929. Thank you so much for having me. What's resonated with you from this episode? Was it Pip's passion for learning or her willingness to just take the next step? I loved hearing Pip talk so candidly about the fact that anyone can achieve in business. What makes an entrepreneur isn't some magical, unquantifiable thing. Just a good idea and the motivation to try, learn and believe in yourself. And your idea enough to just jump. And here's something else to help your week go that bit better. Fiverr are offering listeners to this podcast 20% off their next order. Just go to fiverr.com and use the discount code PODCAST22. Try it today and enjoy getting more stuff done. Thanks so much for listening. Hit follow and I'll be back with you next Monday morning. Until then, have a great week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>